The friends and partners of Kevin Inman Ministries present Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Pastor Kevin is committed to equipping you to earnestly contend for the faith. For more information on Pastor Kevin and Contenders Radio, please visit our website at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Contenders Radio. I'm excited today to be in the studios here because we've got a special edition of Contenders Radio. Today is February. As we're recording, it's February the 14th, 2019. I know some of you listen at a later time, but this is recorded on what's commonly referred to as Valentine's Day. So in honor of this special day for all of you lovey-dovey couples out there, we're going to talk about love, specifically will answer two questions. The first question is, what is love? Or no, rather, that's the second question. The first question is, why is love such a big deal? And the second question is, um, what is love? Now, I'm a little tongue twisted already. We're just a minute into this thing, and I'm already fumbling over my words. Let me grab my cup of Island Brow coffee here, and you can have some Island Brow coffee yourself. You can go to islandbrow.wordpress.com, I know, and I think you can just go to islandbrowcoffee.com if memory serves, but my friend Brad over at Island Brow Coffee, uh, he's also my co-host on The Long and the Short of It. Uh, some of you are watching that, and we appreciate all of our viewers out there, all two of you. It's great. Uh, that's me, and that's Brad. So, hey, Brad, thanks. Hey, Kevin, thanks. Hey, you're welcome. All right. Anyway, no, there's a lot of folks watching, and we appreciate you tuning in. But today, February the 14th, as we record, there is a special. So if you're listening today, I want you to go to Alan Brow Coffee and take advantage of the buy one, get one half off special. There's a coupon there at islandbrow.wordpress.com. I think it's the Sweetheart Special, and it's good. I, uh, I like that Costa Rican blend personally. Uh, over there, but uh, I'm sure all of them are good. They've got uh, light, medium, and dark roast, whatever your flavor is. Almost said whatever your cup of tea is. I don't know if he has tea or not, but uh, uh, I'm not a tea drinker. I drink coffee. But anyway, back to the matter at hand. We are talking about love. We're going to talk about why love is such a big deal, and then the main question we'll answer is, what is love? But that reminds me of something. Yes, throughout this episode, you will be shocked and surprised with cheesy love songs. You are so welcome, my friends. And look, just people are tuning out already. All over the world, people are dropping the broadcast. Hey, that's great way to make a guy feel special on Valentine's Day. But today, as I said, we are going to talk about what love is and why is it such a big deal. Well, the greatest commandment we see uh, in the scriptures, obviously, uh, the Bible. We're not looking in any uh, so-called word of God. We're looking at the word of God, the Bible, God's holy word. But in the Bible, Matthew chapter 22 Matthew chapter 22, we see that love, uh, loving God is the greatest command. So the Pharisees heard in, in Matthew 22, verse 34, that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees. Why were they so sad? They didn't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They didn't believe in the resurrection of the body. But anyway, that's a whole other issue. But the Pharisees heard Jesus had silenced the Sadducees. They gathered themselves together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Now, this is not a sincere question. He's just simply, as the Scripture says, 
putting Jesus to the test. And so he says, verse 36, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. It's protos. It's the priority. And so that's the greatest commandment. He says, this is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that command we see uh, throughout the scripture, but we know in uh, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18 it says that very thing that you shall love your neighbor as yourself i am yahweh it says i am the lord and so uh, in context of not taking vengeance nor bearing a grudge against the sons of your people but you shall love your neighbors yourself i am the lord and he goes on to tell them how they're to keep his statutes etc but that that's from the old testament it comes from the levitical code the levitical laws that were laid out and so jesus tells them that they're to love god supremely and they're to love their neighbor as their self that's the second commandment to love others and we see that matthew 22 37 38 as we just read um, to love god first and then to love others uh, as you would love yourself those two things go together loving god and loving others they absolutely uh, go together in fact in first john the apostle john writing in chapter 4 of first john verse 20 and 21 says if if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him that the one who loves God should love his brother also. So this is not optional. This is not an option for us. We are to love God supremely and we're to love our neighbor, as it says in that great commandment and that second great commandment as we would love ourselves. But is that simply enough to love our neighbor as we love ourselves? Well, Honestly, Jesus actually takes it up a notch from there even. We see in John chapter 13, in verse 34, Jesus says, A new commandment I give you. Now remember in John 13, and, and let me just say, if you're, if you're a member of uh, Grace Point at Eagle Heights here in Orange, Texas, you would remember this from our sermon series we're doing even right now on the book of John. We're in John chapter 18 uh, starting this coming Sunday, but, but several months ago, we, we do on Sunday mornings, we do expositional preaching, verse by verse, uh, line by line, word by word, precept upon precept. We start at the beginning of a, a letter, or, or a book of the Bible, rather, uh, which some of them were letters, the epistles and whatnot, but we start at the beginning, and we just make our way verse by verse, chapter by chapter, until we get to the end. That way we, we don't get to be um, you know, super selective in, in what we preach on. And, and I say that meaning I can't just pick the, you know, the little pet verses and pet topics that I like and I'm comfortable with. We preach through a whole book, and we, we hit things that are comfortable. We hit things that are challenging. We hit things that are uh, maybe more easily um, taken in. We tackle things that are very difficult to take in and to, to live by. But we, we tackle all those things when we when we go through verse by verse. So listen, if you're in a church and they're not preaching expo expositionally, if it's just topical, listen, you, you don't have to be ugly and divisive, but but just go to your pastor and just and just ask, you know, hey, can we start at the beginning of a book and and would you just take us through a book verse by verse? And so we get all of the context and and you can do that in a loving way that's that's unassuming and that's not um, um, that's not trying to provoke uh, that sort of thing. Um, so just you know just 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 throwing that out there, public service announcement, not encouraging you to leave your church or anything like that, but uh, uh, just you know, talk to your pastor. As a pastor myself, that's, that's my primary calling here, obviously. Um, this uh, podcast and this radio uh, series you know, that, that I do, this radio broadcast that I do, um, this is not my day job, all right? It's not. This is not the main thing that I do. I'm a minister 
Uh, I'm a husband and a father, first and foremost, I guess, a Christian. Um, but my primary calling is to pastor the local church here in, in Orange, Texas, and uh, at Grace Point Eagle Heights. And so that's my primary calling. This is just uh, something fun that I'm able to do. Um, I'm blessed to have this platform to be able to do so. And, and as we've been been kind of catching you up, I guess we have we have listeners again. This is just growing once again so quickly, uh, and the internet is is such a, a great help in this regard. It can also be a very dangerous thing, but uh, uh, this has been good in getting the the word out. And so I will try to keep doing this as long as I'm able. And uh, you keep listening and keep sharing if you would uh, on social media and whatnot, sharing with your friends and um, your neighbors and your enemies as well, because we want to love our enemies also. Amen. Amen. Well, back to John chapter 13. You might remember if you've gone through John that in John chapter 13, Jesus is in the upper room basically with his disciples. This is just very uh, shortly before he's going to go to the garden and be arrested and then taken to be crucified. But in John chapter 13, Jesus is speaking with his disciples. Now, this is an intimate time, an intimate conversation. And um, as he is there with them, he's actually uh, taken that third cup of the Passover meal and, and explain what it's really pointing to, and uh, which is why we practice the Lord's Supper the way we do today. But in the midst of all of those things, Jesus tells his disciples, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Now, to love one another is not new. Um, this was part of the Old Testament code. They were to love one another as they loved themselves. But here, Jesus says, a new command, that you love as I have loved you. So it's not simply loving one another just simply as we love ourselves, we're to love as Jesus has loved us. And so, folks, that takes it up several notches. We're to love the way Jesus has loved. Even as I have loved you, so you also must have love one for another. And then he tells us why in verse 35. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. So why is love such a big deal? A, because God commands us to love him. B, because um, we're to love others. That's the second great commandment. Uh, C, I guess we could say from 1 John chapter 4 that those two things go together. You can't say you love God if you do not love your neighbor. Neighbor, excuse me. <laughs> oh, oh, I drank that coffee too fast. <laughs> hmm. Hey, we're all friends here, right? Okay, so so um, we can't say we love God if we don't love our neighbor. And so uh, that's why love is such a big deal. And and really it comes down to this witness, this testimony from John chapter 13, verse 35. By this all men will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. So our love for God and for others is we love God. That's that vertical relationship. As we love our neighbor, that's that horizontal relationship. As we love one another in Christ, then the world will see. They will know. They will know that we are disciples of the Lord God. It's so detrimental when when all the world sees are Christians bickering back and forth in an ungodly, unloving way. So, folks, love is a big deal, and that is why, because it's a testimony to the world that the love of God is in us and has changed us. We've died to our sins, and we've been resurrected to walk in the newness of life in love. So that's why love is such a big deal. But what is love? That's the question. What is love? Now, we need a template for love, a mold, a pattern. Now, growing up, you know as well as I do that as we watch people interact, we learn things when we're children. And watching a, a father, uh, watching our father, hopefully, you know, you, you had a loving home that you grew up in. Uh, I know that...
Ah, okay, there we go. I know that I did. Technical difficulties, technical difficulties. We're trying too many things here today, but I know growing up, I had a loving home. Uh, my mother and my father, though they were not perfect, um, that's not the, the point. The point was that that um, they loved one another, and we saw that. They, they joked, they picked. Uh, sure, they had their arguments, and those were funny also for us kids, but because, uh, um, you know, my mom always won. Dad never could win those kind of things, but but I knew that he, he loved my mother. He he demonstrated his love, and while he was not always a lovey-dovey man, he worked hard. He got up every day and went to a job that sometimes he loved, sometimes he didn't, but he did so in order to provide. Um, so he demonstrated his love in sacrificing all those hours for all those years to to uh, put food on the table, to provide shelter, um, to give us things that we needed, and even some things that we wanted, though we really didn't need them. He he demonstrated his love that way. He protected us. He provided for us, and he he often told us that he loved us as well. Now, for men, you know that's kind of a weird thing. I know, uh, especially you know some cultures more than others, but but. Uh, when I was young, I can remember just that. I remember my father um, putting me in his lap, and uh, uh, he, he used to call us uh, Sugarfoot, which, uh, okay, I'm sure I'm going to be hearing about this, but that's something he did, and, and it was just an endearing term that he used, and uh, I know he did so for me, and I want to say for my brother and sister as well, although, you know, I'm the youngest, so duh, he loved me more. Come on, all right? But anyway, I digress here, but but he did. He demonstrated, and he even told us, and, and as he uh, was older, and in poor health, uh, he made sure to tell us all the time. And what what a tremendous memory! Um, so just thinking here today, that's that's just that's just good stuff. Uh, let me pause for a moment and catch my composure. But 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 we knew that growing up, and we had good models. And and to have a good model of a loving relationship is very important in formative years for anyone. And I know that there are, there are children who who just don't have that. And and maybe you're listening as an adult or a teen, and 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 you did not have that. But folks, listen, we have a model that's better than any earthly father or earthly mother. We have. An example, we have a model in the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. So, if we need a pattern, I would like to invite you to turn to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, specifically verse 8. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 is a tremendous template for us about how we are to love. And so I would invite you to turn there if you're able. Now, again, if you're driving or flying an airplane or something like that, hey, just wait, okay? Wait till you land. Wait till you get to your destination. But in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, the Word of God says this, But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Folks, that is a beautiful picture of what love is is supposed to be about. So just a couple of things today on this special love edition of Contenders Radio that we're going to talk about. There's four things that I want us to see in this one verse here, in this short verse, that God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. So when we come back from this quick commercial break, we will jump right in and look at what love is. What or what is love? (laughs) Hey, just a reminder that you are listening to Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. You can find us on the web at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. You can also find us at contendersradio.com. That's www.contendersradio.com. Be sure and check out the website. On the site, you will find 
some resources, some articles and whatnot, but you'll also be able to listen to any of the episodes that you have missed right there on the site, on the free audio player, or you can always download the broadcast to listen at your own convenience, even setting up your iPod or your MP3 player to automatically download each new episode as it comes out every single week. What a bargain, man. As always, it's free, and free is a very good price. All right, welcome back to this edition of Contenders Radio, the special What is Love edition of Contenders Radio. And so we're talking about the fact that love was demonstrated for us by the Lord Jesus Christ. We saw a great model in Jesus Christ. And Romans 5, 8 says that God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. So four things I said that we would look at very quickly today, and I would encourage you to to, to go back and, and you could listen to this again. You could uh, just dive into these verses, which would be even better, more important to look at these verses and just spend some time in God's word with this outline about what love is. And so the first thing I want us to, to see from this is that love is something that you do. Love is something that you do. Notice, but God demonstrates his love. Demonstrates is a significant word. It's an action word. God didn't just come and talk about love. That's easy. What God did was demonstrate his love. God's love for um, us demonstrated, it compelled rather him to do something. It compelled him to demonstrate that love. Now, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross when God gave his son, it wasn't simply for us. I don't want us to get um, um, you know, conceited here and, and to twist. Ultimately, God was working out a plan for his glory, but it's for our good, and it was because of the love with which he loved us. He demonstrates his love for us in this. So, yes, the cross of Calvary is about the glory of God, but it's ultimately, or, or it is ultimately about that, but it's also about God loving us, and, and he demonstrates. So love is something that is done. Love is something that we do. He didn't just think about love. He didn't just talk about love. God showed. He demonstrated his love. Now, now we might think, okay, so how do we show love? And sadly, in this twisted, perverted culture that we have in America today, where everything is um, perverted, everything is, has become sensual, we use, um, we use the imagery of sexuality the language of, of uh, just a coarse sexual language in our speech here in America. We use it to sell products across the TV and the, the Internet, the radio airwaves, all of those things. So I know here, hopefully in your part of the world, things aren't quite as bad as they are here. But folks, listen, I know that the heart of man is wicked above all things. So that's uh, so why Valentine's Day always just kind of makes me laugh because, you know, here's my heart and we use the heart to symbolize it. But the Bible tells us in Jeremiah that the heart is wicked above all things. Who can who can know it? Who can understand it? But 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 again, love is something that we do. So when we think about a model for love and we may think that love is something we do, you, you may get the wrong ideal because of how you've been possibly raised or at least what you've picked up from friends or from the media and and sadly so many young ladies today think that that and and they've wrongly been taught this by young men sadly um that that you have to show me your love by by some physical intimate 
uh, way. And folks, let me just say that's that's not what we're talking about here. That's that's wrong and sinful outside of the bonds of marriage. And and young ladies, let me just tell you, if if some guy is demanding that you prove your love to him by by doing something uh, of that nature, something physical that uh, is sinful, a that b you're not comfortable with, and 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 c even if you are comfortable with it, know that if you're not married, that's sinful. Um, but folks, listen, just don't give in to that. Just do not give in to that. But love is something we do. And so if you've had a poor model, know that the Bible through Jesus gives us a perfect model. And so when we talk about love being something we do and we need a demonstration, what, where, where do we go? Are there other passages? Well, absolutely there are other passages. We could look at Galatians 6.1 that says we are to bear one another's burdens. So how do you demonstrate love? By helping someone, by bearing their burden, carrying the load with them. Romans 15.14, you can instruct or admonish one another. The word admonish sounds bad, but to instruct is not a bad thing uh, necessarily, and usually it's not. But as you instruct one another, that's 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 doing love with them. Ephesians four two, as you forgive one another, that is loving. That's something you do when you forgive someone else for the wrong that they've committed against you. You are demonstrating love. That's something that you do. You can pray for one another. James five sixteen. When you pray for someone, you are demonstrating that you care about them that you love them when you submit to one another in in uh, you know preferring one another as more important than yourself and submitting to their um, their need or want in that particular situation as long as it's not sinful again obviously but Ephesians 521 talks about submitting encouraging one another and don't we need encouragement today my goodness there are so many folks who are just knocked down day after day word after word and folks we should use our speech for good only that which is edible Edifying. First Thessalonians 4.18 tells us to encourage one another. Edifying speech is talked about in Ephesians 4, um, 22 and following through the end of that chapter. And, and there are other places as well in Scripture. But, folks, all these ways, all these are ways, rather, that we can demonstrate our love because it's something that we do. Love is something that we do. Secondly, love requires dying to ourselves. So it's not only simply something we do, but it requires dying to ourselves. Now, First John 4, 7 and 8 tells us that um, let, let us love one another for love is from God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God for God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So how are we to love? We're to love recognizing that that love requires us dying to ourselves. It's costly. The price tag here we see is for Jesus was death. Romans 5, 8, again, God demonstrates, it's something he does, God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So love requires dying to ourself, and that's the way we are to love one another. John three sixteen we see, we, we know this verse, at least I hope we know this verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Love requires dying to ourself. It's something we do. It requires us dying to ourselves. Thirdly, love is giving, and it 
doesn't just give sometimes. Love always gives. And friends, listen, when we prefer one another above ourselves, as I mentioned earlier, we put them first. When we comfort one another, we enter into their pain, putting them first. When we're praying for one another, we're not only demonstrating our love, but we're, we're, we're giving to them. We're giving them of our time, our focus, our attention to pray for them. We're, we're, we're lifting them up. So it's giving. It's something we do. It requires dying to ourselves. It's giving. Um, love is giving. So, so an, another example, I'm just thinking, again, back to those one another's we shared earlier, forgiving one another. When I forgive someone, I'm dying to my rights of offense. When I say, I forgive you, and I mean it, okay, when I, when I, when I sincerely forgive someone, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm dying to my right of, of offense. I can no longer hold that over them. I can't bring it up later and use it and just store it away for that appropriate time when I need to win an argument or make a point. No, I, I give that away. I give that right away. So love is something I do. Love requires dying to myself. Love always gives to the other. And lastly, love loves others even when they're at their worst. And folks, this is big because so oftentimes pride creeps in and we imagine that we're better than the other party. And so therefore we deserve the upper hand or we deserve to be uh, showered with the affection rather than the converse of that, rather than us doing the, the giving. And so we need to remember that love loves even when others are at their worst. God demonstrates, back to Romans 5a, God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us while we were yet still sinners when we were at our worst what did god do did he say you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and when you are good enough and smart enough and when enough people like you then i'll consider giving myself for you friends we would still be waiting because there's none of us who are good enough or smart enough and it doesn't matter you know what people think about us the fact is that we are steeped in sin at birth we are steeped in sin at birth. That's what the psalmist says. That's what we read from Romans chapter 3, that there's none righteous, not even one. There's none who understands, none who seeks for God, that all have turned aside, verse 12 of Romans 5, all have, or Romans 3 rather, all have, um, what's it going to say? Uh, all have turned aside, together we've become useless. There's no one who does good. There's not even one. It continues to talk about how our throats an open grave and, and our tongues keep deceiving, the poison of asp on our lips. Folks, this is not paying a pretty picture of who we are before Jesus saves us. And so if we had to be good enough, then we would never make it. We would never make it. We're saved by the grace of God and praise the Lord for that. Amen. And so what love does, how God demonstrated this love for us, how God showed then his love for us, how he died to himself and how he gave is by loving us enough to die for us while we were yet still sinners. God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Folks, that is a beautiful picture of what love is supposed to be about. So why is love such a big deal? Because we're commanded to love God supremely. The great commandment, Matthew twenty-two thirty-four, and following. The second great commandment is to love others as well, there it says, as we would love ourselves, and that was just Jesus talking to those um, Jews in that time about their laws that they could not even live up to. But we know from John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, that Jesus really took it up a notch from there, that we're to love as he has loved us. And how did he love us? He demonstrated his love for us 
while we were yet still sinners. So it's something he did, so it should be something we do. He died for us, so we should die to ourselves for the sake of others and for a testimony of good for God. And, and love gives, that's what Jesus did, so we should always give. Preferring the rights of others is more important than our own rights. And then love loves others even at their worst. While we were yet still sinners, Christ died. My heart's desire is that I could love this way and that you would also learn to love this way. So until next time, God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast of Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. For more information on this or other broadcasts, please log on to our website, contendersradio.com. That's contendersradio.com. You can also find us on the web at kevininman.org. That's kevininman.org. There you will find podcast episodes, blog posts, study helps, and more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you in your pursuit of the truth.